Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. Well, we are coming upon our second episode. We made it through the first one. Um, I think I was really nervous the first episode, and I talked a mile a minute, which my daughter always tells me, Mom, slow down. (laughs) So today I'm going to slow it down a little bit because I wanted this episode to be traumas and triggers and trials. Oh my. (laughs) I thought about this episode being the second one before we dived into generational dysfunction and setting boundaries and all the things that come along with being unmothered. I wanted to kind of take a step back and talk about if you've grown up with a crazy mom, (laughs) you probably have trials and triggers in your life right now, even if you don't recognize them. We're going to talk about those, and then we're going to talk about when those trials come up with your partner, your spouse, even friendships, and you don't understand why you react the way you do to certain situations, this is going to help you. So last episode, I'm just going to go back a little bit. We talked about Gabby from The Bachelorette reacting the way she did with her date. And when he was beaming about his awesome family, you could see it on her face that she was triggered. It brought back trauma and she was now in a full-on trial. So she was thinking, can this guy handle my messy? And that's a legitimate fear and question. So it took me a long time to realize what my mind and body were doing and why I would either shut down or run away from things that set me off. And instead of digging deeper into the why, I just would run. I was a runner. I was like, I'm done. We're out of here. I don't want to be a part of this relationship anymore. I still tend to do that a little bit. I will say like there has been some recent situations where I've just kind of shut down a little bit because the emotion was was really hard. And so it was easier for me to just kind of forget about it or put it aside because I didn't want to feel all the feelings. It was kind of scary. So let me just give you some other examples of what could happen or what a trauma or a trigger looks like. So I'll give you some examples of what has happened to me, and then you can kind of play around with some thoughts in your head of maybe this has happened to you. When I see someone in the back of a police car, I get trauma from that because I had to sit in the back of a police car when I was about five years old. So I'll tell you the story of this. So my mom and dad were physically fighting on the street about probably three or four in the morning. And us kids had been picked up by my mother from the babysitters. My mom had been at the bar and my dad had unexpectedly come into town. And I think he found her there. I don't know really what happened. All I know is she woke us up from the babysitters early that morning. I don't know. Maybe it was 
two or three in the morning. I remember the babysitter saying, just leave the kids here. It's fine. Like she knew my mom was drunk and she also knew my mom didn't drive a car. So we were walking home and she kept saying, Pat, just leave the kids here. Like let them, let them sleep. You know, you can come back in the morning. It's totally fine. Like you don't, you don't have to get them. And my mom was insistent. Well, I think she was because she thought she was going to use us as barriers so that my father wouldn't hit her. So we walked home and as we got right to our front door, <laughs> there comes a car skidding up the street and it was my dad. And she said, run. Okay, so <laughs> we start running down the street. And then I, I remember vividly telling my brother, why are we running and where are we running to? Because we were just at my house. So now we're running away from the house. I don't know what's going on. And in the meantime, my dad had come out of the car. He grabbed my mom. They start arguing. He slaps her. She falls to the ground. And I instantly thought like this, we can't run away from this. We have to run to it. And so I ran back and then she started to run towards us and told us to keep running. But then we kind of stopped in the middle of the street. And for some reason, my dad picked me up and he lifted me up in the air. And I love my dad with all my heart. But at that moment, I was afraid of him. And he picked me up and I started screaming. And that scream led to people in the neighborhood waking up. And I remember a woman leaning out her window saying, I called the police. What's going on? My dad's face, I vividly remember being, he was just broken. I, I hurt him so bad by screaming and being afraid of him. That wasn't his intent. Um, but, you know, they were, <laughs> they were not acting great. And so he slowly put me down. And in a flash, here comes the police cars, all the things. So I got stuck in the back of a police car with my brother and my mom. And I started uncontrollably shaking. My knees were shaking. I was petrified. I didn't know what was going on. They had handcuffs on my father. And they were saying to us, um, we're going to put you in a safe motel for the night, just in case he gets released. We just we want you guys to all calm down and figure this out. And I remember my mom looking over at me as my knees were shaking. And she said, stop that. It was as if. I wasn't allowed to let my body feel what it was feeling. And so that was one of many times she would shut down my emotions. So you can understand. So now when I see someone in the back of a police car, my body starts automatically reacting to that. That's a, that's a trauma for me. And I hate seeing people also. I was at a grocery store one day and I saw a guy just screaming at his girlfriend and like shaking her by the arms and my girls know this because I get super heated when I see that and they go, mom, calm down. And I'm like, I have to do something like I get so traumatized by that. And the thing that they don't realize is that that was my life for the first probably 17 years of my life. That's all I saw was violence. And so those are triggers. And I had to learn to separate like I can't save every single person there are times when absolutely I would step in and help, but like there are times when you have to just 
call some an authority and just walk away because it's it's not your fight but those are things that trauma does to you it brings it back right away a trigger looks like this so if my husband comes up behind me and like sort of starts to whisper or there's breath on my neck it drives me crazy and it makes me really anxious it doesn't scare me because I totally trust my husband but it triggers me back to a time when my mom would bring strangers home and um, they were always coming in our room when we were asleep she always wanted to parade around here's my daughters and it's you know again two or three in the morning and I'm like, please just let us go to sleep. And they're breathing down our necks, right? They're like, hey, what's going on? Or just even my mom with her hot, drunken breath. And so when someone gets too close to me, and this is really a, a trigger even at social events, if you have that person that's had a little too much to drink, and then they come up and they kind of get in your space, right? They get too close to you. You feel the hot breath. You... Most people are like, ew, that's gross. To me, I'm like, oh, it's just so triggering to me where I just want to crawl out of my skin. And so usually I'm like, oh, time to go. And I look at my husband. He's like, got it. So here's the thing is my husband knows what my triggers and traumas are. And so he knows when I can look at, I can just look at him and he's like, you want to get out of here, right? And I'm like, yeah. And it is the most amazing thing when you can share those kind of things with somebody that you trust and love, that loves you, that knows it's okay to have those kind of things. Um, everybody has those kind of things. And on some level, and some aren't, you know, as dramatic as the examples I just gave you. But when you can trust that person with your absolute heart to say, like, these are some things that really, really set me off. And if we can either work around those or maybe find ways to stay in the present and in your body and kind of ground yourself and not spin out of control, when you have that safe person with you and when you know how to do it, you are the safe person for yourself and you know how to do that, then you can maneuver your way through this world, even though you've grown up with those trials and traumas and triggers your partner needs to know these things when you start getting close to someone, whether it's a close friendship or say you're not married yet and you're dating and or maybe you're in a serious relationship. Maybe you are married right now and you have never talked to them and they don't know why you act the way you do. You need to sit them down and say, when you do these things to me, I don't feel safe because here's what's happened to me. So those are just some different little examples of what a trauma or a trigger can be. Also, if you've ever had anything, just going to go kind of deep here. If you've ever had an abortion or you have like a super hard story, like uh, being molested or rape or something like that, you probably have PTSD. And this is something I discovered when I was going through my training and also the class of um, Surrendering the Secret, which is by Pat Layton. And it was about post-abortive care. And I had had an abortion at 20. It's in my book, so this is no secret. But I wanted to also help 
lead a group in that, but I had to go through the class first. And what I thought I knew that my body and mind felt, I absolutely didn't know until I went through this study. And one of the questionnaires that I filled out showed that I actually had PTSD from my abortion and just some other things that had happened in my life as a child. And this is the thing is when you grow up in this dysfunctional family, when you have these like highly intensive emotional feelings about your childhood with your mom, you tend to normalize it. You think, well, that's just what we did. It's no big deal. Again, you push it aside. You don't allow your body to feel what it actually went through and to really go back and say, wow, like that was a lot for my little brain to carry in my mind and my little heart and all those things and really go back and tend to that little girl. If you haven't done that, I would highly recommend that you do that. And next episode, I am going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that I do to help ground myself that I've had some therapy and I have, um, you know, gone through several classes and just, I've really done the work to realize that there are certain things in my mind and my body that are absolutely different from some of my friends who have grown up in these somewhat normal relationships where they go, wow, I just don't know why you react so strongly to that. And it's like, well, you wouldn't because you've never been frightened in a, in a family life like I have. You, you never felt unsafe. And it's one of the things that I'm so proud of that I was able to give that to my kids is they never woke up scared. They never woke up wondering what was going to happen each day. They woke up very safe and secure. And to this day, our house is a very safe and secure place, so much so that they would bring other kids home that were having problems and they were like, my mom will take care of you. <laughs> she'll cook for you. She'll she'll hug you. You know, She'll give you what you need. We actually took care of a girl. We took a girl in for a short time and we've mentored some other girls that were my my daughter's friends. And, you know, it was such a joy to know that they trusted me enough and they felt safe enough that they would never know what those traumas and triggers are. But I will say that everybody goes through some kind of trauma and trigger as you grow and you go through these different relationships and different journeys in your life. Like everybody has a little bit of trauma and triggers and trials uh, in their life on some level. And so some more than others, some a little less, but I'm here to tell you if you've grown up with that difficult mom, that toxic mom, that highly dysfunctional mom, the alcoholic mom, like just fill in the blank. If you have just had story after story after story of just trauma and triggers and you haven't done anything to help with that let me just say help is on the way <laughs> i will go through some of those things next episode and we'll be able to walk through those things together and hopefully my biggest joy would be for you to comment back and say wow you know i i did do some of these things and it is helping and and also just being honest in who you are, like don't hide yourself from people. 
that are close to you that you love, you don't have to share your whole life story with everybody. And I don't recommend you do that. I think that you have to find safe people to be able to share those traumas and triggers with because that can be used against you in a really horrible way. I've seen it happen. It's happened to me where people have kind of thrown back things in my face years later. And I'm like, wow, that was kind of a private thing that I was going to share with you and didn't really want you to blab that out to everybody. But okay. And so I would recommend just um, sitting down with people that you are, you know, a spouse, a partner, a friendship that you're super close to that, you know, you can say, you know, I've been kind of having these feelings or maybe it's a situation where they're doing something that they don't even know that they're, it's being bothered by what they're doing. You can just let them know, you know, I'm, I don't like when you do this certain thing. I know you're not doing it on purpose, but it's really triggering me. Chances are they had no idea. They're going to apologize. You're going to go into a deeper relationship, a bigger trust, and it's going to be all good. So I'm so happy that you guys are here. I hope that I've given you some good information to think about today. And I want you to leave comments and let me know if there's something else that you guys want to dive into a little bit deeper or something, some kind of question that you have. But next episode, I will go into some specific ways that you can calm your body and come back to a place where you are super confident in who you are, no apologies, and just have these really fulfilling, wonderful relationships. So until next time, I'll see you later, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.